Nominated for six awards in the 12th Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Winning Two, this movie is considered one of the best movies of all time. It sits at number eight on IMDb's Greatest of All Time Films and is constantly in the top 20 of other lists. But not everything was so wonderful over the rainbow as you might think. This week on Cheeky Tales, we're off to see the wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. I don't want to see The Wizard. <laughs> you don't want to see The Wizard? Having seen that film, it just seems like a lot of effort. Hey, boy. Hey, Gamba. Oh, good boy. It's a movie podcast. Yeah. I have not seen this film. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Are you surprised at all? I thought for sure you would have seen this one. John, I haven't seen Titanic and I did an episode on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but you weren't doing an episode on the movie. You no. were doing it on the actual Titanic. That's fair enough. <laughs> Any oh, movie that we've watched. Are you serious? Yeah. You haven't seen the- I reckon- It's The Wizard of Oz. I would actually, I suggest to you- This whole episode's a write-off now. There's things I'm going to talk to you about. You've got no idea. I would, I would suggest to you that a, a fair percentage of our viewership as not. It's our a, it's a all-time classic it. movie. Yeah, I've not seen Citizen Kane either. I haven't seen that either. No. Right, well. <laughs> All right, well, you're going to do a lot more explaining than you thought, aren't I you? I am, yeah. This could be a <laughs> longer episode. All right, well, click those heels, boy. Get into it. I know um, that. Yeah, it's actually really funny. I was, only, I was just talking to Kirsty the other week about this idea for this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I'll get into the inspiration of it in a second. Um, it was in the car and it was like two weeks ago on a Sunday <laughs> and we got home and we chucked on the TV for the kids immediately an ad for the Wizard of Oz to be showing that night on TV was nice. playing. We're just like, she's like, she's like, did you, do you know that was on tonight? Is that why you brought it up? I went, nope. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love little things like that. That, oh. that seems to happen quite often in my life. Yeah. that's how we're- I watched Top Gun the other week. And then Top Gun was on TV. Like Until we know later. we're living in a simulation. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Top Gun Maverick was coming out and that was why I was watching it. And that's and that probably was why, why it was, was on TV. TV. <laughs> but this is kind of random. Yeah. Uh, so the inspiration for this episode actually came from our Halloween episode. Too spooky. Uh, we had some feedback on that one saying that the creepiest thing that people actually got from that episode was that they used real human skeletons in the lake. Ugh. I, I popped that out as a fact, at least once every month. Yeah, do you? Yeah. Yeah, nice. And then I get that photo that we put up and like the woman screaming in the lake with the bodies. Yeah, classic. So I wanted to kind of look into what other things movie studios used in that similar vein. Yep. Um, whereas today we'd be like, you know, a bit of an eyebrow raise or... Uh, and one of the, I guess, what I thought was one of the most well-known movies, obviously, you know, of it, um, I definitely know of the film. Yeah, but it had it has its own like a few of its own eyebrowsing practice, eyebrow raising practices. Mm, yes, I'll take the hazel things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eye color reference. It probably had a. Do we aware of the conspiracy that kind of went with the movie as well? It had a very big conspiracy for a long time uh, for a while. Do you mean the one about the background thing? Yes. Yes, I'm aware of that one. Okay. So I'm going to cover that, uh, but we'll give some background to the movie first. All right. So it was a film. Yes. Okay. Uh, the, it Tick. was released by Metro Goldwyn Mayer, as some people Rawr. know. MGM. That's the Tiger one. On August 25th, 1939. 
There's was, some fact about that tiger. Yeah, not tiger, the lion. The lion. There's some fact about that lion, but like maybe it ate mm. its trainer or something. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's I not, feel like I know there is something about yeah, that as well. Yeah, the, maybe, MGN, the MGM lion. Let's look it up, the lion. Yep, the MGM lime tree. <laughs> well, you want to look it up at the end of the episode? I'm going to say some dumb words. I might look it up now. Why, why are you stuffy, boy? Oh, it's not really important, is it? Why are you stuffy, boy? Oh, I just I had a bit of the sniffles. Mm, what yeah. kind of sniffles? <laughs> uh, look, the test might say it was COVID. Oh, okay. I don't think I got COVID. That's why we're uh, recording in different rooms at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I've set John up outside my house. He's two streets away. Yeah, that's, you might, that's why you heard the plover in the background before. <laughs> John's actually become a, a plover trainer. Leo the lion is the mascot. Uh, wait, it's still alive. The MGM lion's still alive. No. Yeah. Have they redone it? Is so the, it- the first one was from 1917 to 1923. Mm-hmm. The current one is from 1957 to now. That's an old lion. That is a very, I didn't, what? I didn't realize lions could live that long. That lion's almost as old as my dad. That's crazy. How old do lions live? So that lion's 75 years old. Yeah, that's crazy. 65 years. Wait. No, yeah, that's right. 65. Sorry, I had an extra 10. 65. Hang on a minute. Maybe what they're saying is that the lion logo, that like the intro that they used yeah, was from that is 65. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I don't think the lion okay. is 65. All right. It makes sense. So the film was mainly directed by Victor Fleming. <laughs> what, are you, what are you reading? Well, now I'm trying to find out if the lion's alive or not. Oh, okay, yeah. Leo died in 1975. All right. <laughs> that amazing fact is not true. <laughs> so, as I was saying, The Wizard of Oz was mainly directed by Victor Fleming. Um, I say mainly because there was actually quite a few directors that Vicky come through. Flames. Uh, I don't actually go into that. Um, but, yeah, there's about five different directors that did different things. And if they didn't do certain things, we wouldn't have. Yeah, it's, if you want to look into it, it's it's a little bit interesting, but um, that's not kind not of- Not interesting enough to make the episode, it's though, not apparently. The, it's not the tone I was going for the episode. <laughs> so he left to take over the troubled Gone with the Wind. Okay. Um, and the film- Where st- did the wind go? That's my question. Yeah, I bet you haven't seen that one either. <laughs> and the film starred Judy Garland as Garland. Dorothy. Yep. That's what I said. No, you said Don't Garland. Like, no, Garland <laughs> as Dorothy. Okay. And Frank Morgan as the Wizard of Oz as well as a couple of other roles. Is he actually called the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Or is he the wizard? He's called the Wizard he's of Oz. in Oz. No, he's called the Wizard okay. of Oz. All right. We've got a few other actors in there. I'll name them later when we get to them. Little known fact, it was actually Brad Pitt's first role. <laughs> no, it wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> even born then. Got him. Got him with a fake fact. He did not. <laughs> yeah, I did. I saw, the, I saw the moment where you thought it was true. He, okay, whatever. <laughs> It was considered a critical success. Like I said earlier, nominated for six Academy Awards, which were Best Picture, Best Art Direction, Best Effects, and winning Best Music for Original Score, Best Music for Original Song. Judy Garland also received an Academy Juvenile Award. It was jointly awarded for her for her performance in The Wizard of Oz and Babes in Arm. Babes in Arm. Babes in Arms, yep. Some other movies. Juvenile Award? Wait, did they just not give awards to kids? Uh, it might have been like a category, a subcategory or something oh, right. like okay. through, you know. Yeah. yeah. When was this filmed again? Uh, it was filmed, it was released in 1939. So okay. it was filmed, uh, I think it was like 36, 37, 38, yeah. around there somewhere. It didn't do too well in the box office though. 
uh, earning $3,017,000 on a $2,777,000 budget. Yes. And that didn't include promotional costs. Ooh. So, I so think, that's not a good return. I think to, like, totally, totally uh, it would have lost about $1.2 million. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, and that's 1930s money. That was 1930s money. That's it probably was what the Titanic cost. Orig- it was MGM's most expensive production at that time. It did get a re-release 10 years later in 1949, uh, and that added about $1.5 million to its box office sales. Oh, geez, that's still not much. No. Uh, between 1989 and 2019, it had further re-releases and, to- and as a total has currently grossed just shy of $30 million. Is so, that it? Yeah. For such a popular film. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. In 1956, The Wizard oh, of Oz. Actually, hang on. No, 1939 was the start of World War II. Yeah. So that's not that surprising. No, and now it was just it after sense. the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah. In 1956, The Wizard of Oz made its television debut, which reintroduced the movie to the public. And according to the US Library of Congress, it is the most seen film in movie history. So how does it feel not, have, not having seen the most seen film in movie history? A hundred percent expected. Okay. Yeah. I figured I wouldn't have seen the most famous film. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. In 18, uh, not 18, sorry. In 1989, it was selected to be one of the first films preserved in the US National Film Registry for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. It is also on the British Film Institute of 50 films to be seen by the age of 15. By the age of 15? Yes. So by, 50 films. By okay. your, yeah, they've, they've got a thing. Okay, of, so I should have seen it twice by now. Probably. <laughs> it is clearly a loved film, not by Aaron. No, nah, I hate it. Just on principle now. Do you, do you know any parts of the movie? Yeah, I mean, she's from Kansas. I know that. Okay. There's a tornado, clicks her heels a bit. There's a scarecrow. Yeah, right. All right. There you go. See, I basically know the movie. How could I not? Like, it's one of the most referenced things. Yeah, exactly. The film itself is an adaptation of L. Frank Bums. Sorry. B-A-U-M. Bums. Bum? Bum. Bums. It's not Bums. Well, it could be. <laughs> no. Nobody's name is Bums, boy. It could be. What, um, about, the, what about the Sri Lankan uh, cricketer? Who? Dick Sweller. Uh, you, you, great no name. one's name is Dick Sweller. It's, that's his name. I guarantee. No, I don't guarantee, but I... No way somebody's last name is Bums, but anyway. Bum, bum. Just depends on your uh, accent, I suppose. Okay. (laughs) We passed that now. I don't know if I'm past it, but I'm willing to talk about other stuff. Well, it's the adaptation of his 1900 children's fantasy novel. Okay. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Yeah. The movie is The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) (laughs) The Wizard. Oh, jeez. And it follows Dorothy as she embarks to find the Wizard of Oz, who lives in the Emerald City. To help her get back home to Kansas. Gotta get home to Kansas, Toto. On the way, she meets the Scarecrow. There you go, I know the dog's name. Yeah. I've basically seen this movie. On the way, she meets the Scarecrow, who wants a brain. Mm. The Tin Man, who desires a heart. Mm. And the, the Cowardly man, Lion, man. who lacks courage. Tin Man. Tin Man. They are pursued by the Wicked West... Uh, no. Wicked West of the Witch. Yep, that's the one. They are pursued by the Wicked Witch of the West, <laughs> who is after Dorothy's ruby red slippers, which were taken from the Wicked... Witch of the East after Dorothy's house landed on her. Landed <laughs> on her. That's the start of the film. I, I have. <laughs> you okay. forget about that part. So but which, I've seen the Futurama episode. Oh, okay. Where like they land the ship and they open the like hatch on the Wicked Witch of the East and she yeah. steals the shoes. 
Oh, the boots. And I you guess, didn't realize yeah. it's a reference. I didn't realize like that that's like reference. a direct thing that actually <laughs> happened in the film. Yeah, so that's what happens. Why? The, the house lands on it, and then why would you steal the shoes off of somebody that you just squished? Like, if I hit someone with my car, I'm not stealing their Jordans. Well, Glinda showed up, which is the good witch. Glinda, yep. good witch. Glinda. Yes. And what a name. Well, Glinda. she's gone. The wicked witch of the West has no power in Munchkin Land because that's where the house landed Munchkin in Munchkin Land. Land. Oh, geez. And so she's saying the shoes had given her power, the the East Witch's power. So that's uh, why they okay. took it and gave so it to- it just happens that the witch gets squished and the only thing that doesn't get squished with her is the thing that gave yes. her power. Yes, and so that's oh, why okay. that's why yeah. the Wicked Witch of the West is after the slippers because yeah. that would allow her to have power. In so her. I'm just saying, is she a good witch if she advocates body snatching? I don't More like grave robbing, really? I'm not sure. Mm. Anyway, I'm not going to go into how the film ends, even though it is 83 years old. I'm not going to spoil it. Careful of spoilers. But that's the setup of the film. So we've got the start of it, what they're trying to yep. do. Is this the yellow brick road? This yeah. is the yellow one with the yellow brick road. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So let's we're, we're going to start with the conspiracy. All right. Let's get straight into it. It was claimed that a lovesick actor portraying one of the munchkins hung himself on set during filming. <laughs> what? Why are you looking at me? I was expecting a comment. Well, what am I going to I'm not going to joke about that. The sequence takes place at the end of the Tin Woodsman scene, about the 45-minute mark, where Dorothy and the Scarecrow met the Tin Man and head off down the Yellow Pick Road singing We're Off to See the Wizard. The wonderful Wizard of Oz. Yeah, so it's that part. And in the background of the shot, almost centre of screen, you can see something which looks like a small person swinging back and forth. See, here's my problem with this theory immediately, Mm -hmm. right? Is that surely somebody saw that when they were filming. And even if they didn't, that is Somebody's one of the, obviously seen it during editing. That is one of the things uh, that was on Snopes yep. that discounts the claim that it's a, no, a little person hanging themselves. They're not themselves. just going to be like, oh, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult to film another, <laughs> another take. <laughs> just use the one with the guy hanging himself. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, what? And, like, I mean, it is the 30s where they do that kind of shit. <laughs> oh, you wait. There's a oh, reason no. why I picked this episode. <laughs> oh, okay. When they're skipping off down the road, they're literally f- directly facing it. So it's not like they would not have seen yeah. it. They would have. They <laughs> would have like, seen it. Everybody, just act like the <laughs> like the guy killing himself is yeah. not there. We'll, just, it, we'll edit it in post. As as I mentioned before, there's many versions <laughs> of the film. <laughs> we'll edit it in post. <laughs> there's many versions of the film, like all the re-releases and all that yep. type of stuff, um, where they've digitally enhanced it, like they did with the stormtrooper bomb in his head. And you've you've got to have the right version to get it. Yeah. Uh, or you can you can find it on YouTube pretty easily. Uh, the current version of the film, which is the uh, 50th anniversary restoration, uh, it actually has a crane in that spot stretching its wings. So it's been altered a little uh, bit. Yeah, um, see what they couldn't do when they didn't have budget. Well, this is this was the actual explanation they given. They it. <laughs> well, that was the explanation they give was given by the studio, is that it, it was in fact a crane. Because the in fact, the studio did have several birds on loan from the LA studio uh, and they had them placed around to make the forest feel more alive okay. it, well, in the woods which is where they are. Cause, um, and I believe right as they meet the tin man in the woods house, there's a peacock walking around. So there's like further Dope. proof that they actually had, you know, large birds on set. You know, one day I woke up when I was a kid mm. and I looked out the front of our house and I was like, is that a peacock up the street? And dad was like, that is a peacock up the street. It was just a peacock walking around. You have a peacock that lives in your neighbourhood. Yeah, I haven't seen it for a long time. Okay. I think it's moved. Anyway, it turns out the peacock from the uh, the zoo in town had gotten out 
and was just oh, up the road. Got all the yeah. way down there. That's, yeah. that's a fair trip. So, I live many kilometers away from mm. the zoo. So the rumor goes back to the 90s. Yep. Uh, of this supposed. No, okay. So nobody noticed it. That's right. Yes. Yeah, it only really started in the 90s. For 60 years or 50 years. And it came quite prevalent in 2011 when a video was posted on YouTube showing the alleged incident. What? Like? Someone actually, it was only 2011 that it really became right, so popular. Right. So yeah. The Screens person, weren't high def enough. No, it started, like I said, it was, the rumor dated back to the 90s and I think it was originally like a stage hand or something like that. Oh. That, that did. Oh, so someone on set was like. No, no, a stage hand was the person hanging themselves. Oh. And then in okay. around the 2011 with the YouTube video. Right. Then come out the story of it was a lovesick. Oh, okay. So person. people just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Snopes even published, like I said, Snopes were in it. Snopes published an article in 1997 debunking the rumor, stating that it was, in fact, a large bird. Is Snopes that old? Yeah. Huh. It was one of their first ones that they did, I think. Yeah, right. Adding to the evidence of this being false is the logistics of the filming. It states that the scene where the hanging allegedly took place was filmed before the Munchkins, the Munchkinland scene. So none of the Munchkin actors would have even been present at the studios at the time. Yeah, right. So they wouldn't have even been on set. Nope. Okay. That makes sense. So it is officially closed. stamped false. But Case was, closed. I remember it being like a huge deal for many years of, oh, have you seen? I remember hearing about it around probably 2011. Yeah. When YouTube was getting big. Yeah. So. Mm. All right. So now we'll go into the non-conspiracy ones. And these ones are all. Oh, these facts. Factual. Okay. Even though you may not think facts. it'd be factual, they definitely are. Okay. And we'll stay with the munchkins to start with. <laughs> Well, that's what they're called. They're, they're, yeah, the okay, characters okay, in the I movie are munchkins. That. It's a funny name, okay. munchkin. Little people. Oh, well, people who suffered from dwarfism. Okay. Uh, they all portrayed the munchkins. Yep. And apparently they were not very well behaved. Nice. <laughs> we're going to get into some little dust-ups. Producer Mervyn <laughs> Leroy once stated that the actors had orgies in the hotel. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and the studio had placed police on every floor of the hotel to keep them in line. <laughs> This is not going to be a great episode for you coming off of COVID, boy, because you're going to be laughing a fair bit. I'm a wheezy boy. There's also a story of a German little person okay. who got oh, drunk at lunch. Does is good, yeah. Yeah, he got drunk at lunch, nice. fell into a toilet and got stuck and had to be rescued. <laughs> Help me. Sorry. <laughs> little body sticking out. How did he fall in? Like it legs say, first it was, or something? It was like a story that come, his foot stuck? Maybe butt first. He's falling. <laughs> Suction cupped himself. The story come from uh, a makeup, one of the head makeup yeah, okay. artists on there saying that he remembers on set one time he just went, had a, got drunk at lunchtime and fell in Ooh, the toilet. Dust is not good. Nine. <laughs> it is also alleged that many of the munchkins groped gar- garlands. Oh. Uh, later, her husband would write in a, like a biography. Yeah. They'd make... Judy's life miserable on set by putting their hands under her dress. The men oh. were over four, the men were 40 or more years old. They thought they could get away with anything because they were so small. Judy herself uh, in later years on a talk show would recall the munchkins as drunks who got smashed every night and the police had to scoop them up in butterfly nets. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, that's a direct quote. You can find that on YouTube, that video. Okay, so <laughs> obviously that's not true. No, I don't think they were... I think the butterfly nets are a bit of an exaggeration. 
In May of 2018, the last surviving Munchkin actor, Jerry Marin, passed away. So we'll never know their secrets. He often said that the alleged bad behavior was overstated. Yeah, I mean, it probably was, yeah. Yeah, citing a combination of excitement and the wages paid to them. Yeah, okay. So they were all, you know, very excited. The excitement was because, for many, this was the first time they had met others like themselves. Oh. Marin was the only little person in his family. Yep. Uh, And this was just after the Great Depression. Uh, Some had survived that by working as carnival freaks or slapstick comedy acts. Uh, while others had fled Nazi persecution in Europe. Uh, the other thing that caused the excitement was the wages, uh, you know, and they were good wages at the time. Marin recalled that his father earned $5 a week working in a hotel, whereas he would receive $50 a week from the film. Sheesh. So, and again, this was just after the Great Depression. So, yeah, you know, that's pretty good. Re- remember that? Remember that little fact? Because we're going to get to it at the end of the, the episode. The depression or the money? The money that he would earn $50 a week. Okay. Are we following the money? Is there another conspiracy coming? Not a conspiracy. True okay. fact. We'll, okay. get, we'll get to it at the end of the episode. So I just mentioned Judy Garland. Uh, and so we're going to continue with her now. Okay. And some alleged abuse she, re- she received. Right. Not, not only from the munchkins. Not only. Okay. So there's more munchkin abuse. Well, she is allegedly um, on the receiving end from studio executives as well. So- I mean that that tracks for the time. Back in the back in the thirties, like that, when an actor or actress was signed to a studio, they were stuck with that studio. Like yeah, they only filmed movies yeah. with that studio. Studios are a much bigger deal back then. Mm. So yeah, unfortunately, uh, it was like what we just covered with the Munchkins wasn't all for the then seventeen-year-old. She was only seventeen at this time. I think sixteen. At that the feels start like of older than older than I expected, to be honest. Well. You say that because originally Shirley Temple, who was 11, uh, was wanted for the role of Dorothy. Yeah, right. They wanted Dorothy to look 12-ish. Yeah. And so you've got Judy, who was 17. Shirley Temple was unavailable due to contract issues and yep. uh, question marks over her singing ability. So they went with Judy uh, and then they asked her to lose five and a half kilos. Okay. Straight away. All 12 pounds. Uh, That's a fair bit to lose. Yep. They wanted her to tape her breast down. Yep. and Because they wanted her to look younger, right? Correct. Yeah. And they wanted her to wear a painful corset to flatten out her curves. Ouch. To resemble a 12-year-old. Yeah, right. She was also forced to follow a strict diet, which consisted of chicken soup, black coffee, and 80 cigarettes a day. 80 cigarettes a day? A day to suppress her appetite. So that's two packs. Mm-hmm. Ugh. If she was found to be cheating, she would be reprimanded taken to the doctor and given diet pills. Uh. And that would give her insomnia. Uh. Speaking of her sleep patterns, it is said that Garland and other young actresses at the time were very overworked and to keep them awake and energetic, they were given adrenaline shots and pet pills. Yeah, that, that tracks for the 30s, doesn't it? Yeah, when... when John's yeah. favourite era. Yeah, and when, um, when they finished filming, uh, they were given sleeping pills and there's another word for it, I can't remember, to, to make them sleep pretty much. Yeah. To, Get them down. Ugh. Because it was it was said that they would do like 72 hour days and just kept them up on the shots and 72 pills. hour days. Yeah. But like, they're not going to be drugging everybody. I, t- I don't know. So like, what? Are, obviously they're, oh, uh, that's awful. It's also alleged before working on this film, Garland was already taking amphetamines and was already on a path to alcoholism. 
and working on this film made it worse. Yep. Some say it eventually led to her overdose in 1969. She did definitely nice. overdose on uh, like sleeping type pills. Yeah. In uh, 69, and it was all stemming back to. Just realised that was this very era. poorly timed. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Yeah. Oh well. But yeah, um, unfortunate and just awful working situations. Really. Yeah. Like, lose weight. You just remember she's like 16, 17. Yeah. Already taken drugs. Already like drinking heavily. Yeah. And being made to work 72 hours. Yeah. There was a story on there where she went on a date with like the most raunchy little person that was on Munchkin that was on set. Uh. And she was chaperoned by her mother. Oh. Uh. Because she was 17 at the yeah. time. Um, and the little person had said something about, oh, two broads for the price of one or something like that. Apparently her mother wasn't very nice to her. Um, yeah. She had a real good connection with her dad who- Passed away when she was 13. Mm. Like in that seems to be a thing with child actors, doesn't it? Yeah. They always seem to have a bad relationship with their parents. Anyway, one more story here is while filming a scene in which Dorothy slaps the cowardly lion, Judy Garland had a giggling fit and was unable to finish the scene without breaking into laughter. She couldn't bring herself to stay serious while slapping a man wearing a lion suit. <laughs> the director, Victor Fleming, the director. Vicky Victor Flems. Vicky Flems allegedly slapped her to snap her out of it. Ah. And she delivered a false line the next take. Yeah, well, if you're going to get slapped, you're probably not going to have the giggles, are you? So, again, something that you probably wouldn't see in today's filming. No? Well. You might. If Will Smith's director. Oh. (laughs) Good Eve. That's one listen we're not going to (laughs) get. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Speaking of the line. Oh, you're going to say speaking of Will Smith. No, speaking of the line, this will move us on to the next one. The cowardly line, played by Bert La, his costume was very authentic. Was he actually a lion? No. Oh. Very close. Okay. As <laughs> very was, close. As it was made from real lion pelts. Oh. Well. It was, it was made from a real lion. At least it's accurate. Uh, and it produced an offensively unpleasant odor. Oh, oh no. How fresh was it? <laughs> I'd say it would have been like a little bit from the pelts itself. Yeah. Uh, and maybe having a sweaty man trapped in it all day. Yep. Oh, geez. They only had one costume. Yep. As lions have unique curls and patterns to their fur. So for yeah, you're not, you're continuity. Yeah, another one. No, yeah. for continuity, extra costumes couldn't be made. I love thinking about things like that. Like how gross was the person in the film at that point? Like whenever they do those jungle movies, you mm. know, the rock's always in them. I always think, like, how sweaty is everybody? How gross does that set smell? They're probably not nowadays. It's all probably fake sweat. Yeah, but, like, the film crew and stuff. Yeah, maybe. The studio had made a special purchase of an industrial drying bin to have a yep. line suit potentially dry for the next day. Didn't work. Probably not. No, not really. Gross. The whole thing, though, it weighed 27 kilos. Oh, that's a lot of weight. Yeah. And it took about three hours each day in the makeup chair to get ready. Yeah. That doesn't sound fun at all. No wonder they're doing 72 hour days. This was the same for the Scarecrow and Tin Man as well. Yeah. And because it took so much time. Well, were they both made out of line? No, <laughs> no. We'll get into them in a minute. Okay. And because it took so much time, the three actors weren't allowed to take off their costumes and makeup. Yeah. So their odd appearance, it would actually frighten people at the uh, 
who were dining at the nearby restaurant when they would go for lunch and dinner and all that. <laughs> yeah. If the tin man walks in with a scarecrow and a lion. Yep. So they end up eating on set a lot. But yep. yeah, they were scaring the crap out of people nearby the studio. That sounds pretty funny. Like You've got all this stuff to worry about. Oh, no. What's Hitler up to? Oh, that's a lion. <laughs> <laughs> There's one more problem with the suit and we'll kind of get- a, Is it going to be that they later. can't go to the bathroom? No, it's not actually. Oh. The lion's costume wasn't the only one with an issue though. Yeah. Uh, Ray Bolger played the scarecrow. He, he probably had the least dramas. Uh, heat was a factor. What was bulging? <laughs> His dance moves. <laughs> heat was a factor, and like the lion, uh, I'll cover that on its own later. So that was the that's the next that was the last thing about the lion's costume is that heat was an issue. But I've got a whole other section later on for that. Okay. But part of his costume was made from asbestos. Oh, gee. <laughs> yes, old time stuff rocks. It's what are we going to make this suit out of? Asbestos, obviously. Yeah. It's also said that Ray had lines left on his face from the Scarecrow's mask. And yeah. I, I read some reports saying that the, it took about a year for them to fade. Oh. Other other reports say that they're actually permanent scars. Oh, jeez. All right, kids, put down your asbestos. Now the Tin Man. No, what's he, what's he going to be it's, made I've out of? I've got it so it gets worse and worse. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what we've covered for now. I like that we just started with smelly outfit to asbestos outfit. Yep. Now we're going to what's worse than living in asbestos for two months. Do you want to have a guess? Well, it's not going to be steel. What could be worse than living in asbestos? All right, here we go. Tim Man was actually portrayed by two people. Okay. Why? Well, to start with, Ray Bolger was cast to play the Tin Man. Yep. Now, I just mentioned he was the scarecrow. Yep. He had convinced the MGM head honcho that he would make a better scarecrow because he felt like his dancing and all that was better and so that being in a rigid suit wasn't going to suit him. (laughs) So he swapped roles with Buddy Ebsen. Right. Buddy soon... And so they swapped. So now Ray is in Scarecrow. Buddy, who was cast to be the scarecrow, is now Tin Man. Yep. Buddy soon began experiencing body aches, muscle cramps, and shortness of breath. Oh, is it lead? Eventually leading to a lengthy hospitalization. Oh, tell me the suit wasn't made of lead. It wasn't made of lead. Okay. He had an allergic reaction. Allergic reaction? Yep. He had an allergic reaction to the aluminium powder used in the silver-colored makeup. Okay. He was allergic to the aluminium. Right. No one initially believed Buddy was sick and was ordered multiple times to get back on set (laughs) until medical staff intervened. Yeah, that seems like a very typical 1930s film set. Some of the things I read said he was treated in an iron lung or in a hospital oxygen tent. Oh, jeez. In any case- Stop faking. <laughs> Stop being a sook. Yeah, in any case, he didn't return to filming. <laughs> oh, you skirt. Stop dying. And no one was told why. He just- He, he left just one day and yep. Oh. Buddy was- <laughs> re- watching the film and the Tin Man's just not there for half the film. Yeah, Buddy was replaced by Jack Haley. Okay. Uh, at the point- At that point, the makeup was switched to aluminium paste instead of aluminium powder, which was supposedly safer. But it did cause an eye infection for Jack, which stopped production for a few days. Wow. And they just, I like how they're just like, yeah, paste will be safer somehow. Yeah, just massive eye infection. Jeez. Uh, all of Ray's scenes were reshot, uh, but I believe there is one or two oh, songs. Oh, so he's never actually in the film. Nope. Oh, how annoying. I know. There's the Why one, did they even bother? There's one or two films that you can still hear his singing and the people are right. like, oh, it's because he's got a Southern art compared to um, Jack's Boston accent. Oh. <laughs> So they're going from, hey, I'm walking here yeah. to 
Oh, I can't even do a southern accent. But. Also, all the lead up rehearsals and makeup yeah. tests and all that he was involved in. Yep. Gone from the movie. Wow. Like he was allegedly pretty annoyed. I'd be annoyed too. Yeah. Like, here's my break. I'm going to be the tin man. Oh, I guess not. And don't forget he went through all that effort to swap roles as well. Yep. No, he didn't. He was the one that got swapped out with. Yeah. So if he was originally the scarecrow, he just would have had to deal with asbestos, not allergic <laughs> reaction. Like, you know, one, six of one, half a dozen of the other, you yeah. know, asbestos or allergic reaction to aluminum. Aluminum, aluminum. Okay, we are Australian, not American, boy. No, I'm just making him feel at home. Okay, fair enough. Third of our listenership is US. The Tin Man wasn't the only one to suffer from toxic makeup, though. Oh, jeez. Who else? The Wicked Witch of the West had some issues as well. Okay. She accidentally not swallowed- Not as many as the East. No, no. Had a house dropped on her. <laughs> she accidentally swallowed some of the makeup and had to live on liquids for a few days. Oh, no. <laughs> her skin also- Why did we make it look like yogurt? Her skin also stayed green for a few weeks after shooting <laughs> because of the copper-based ingredients used. Oh, that's unfortunate. Funny, but unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to say that was the only issue actress Margaret Hamilton had portraying the uh, Wicked Witch, yeah. but no. Okay. There was an incident in which she spent a couple of weeks in hospital as well. Oh, what'd she do? Towards the beginning of the film, after Dorothy lands in Munchkinland and the witch shows up and says that famous line, I'll get you my pretty and your little dog too, she makes her exit. Yeah. And in the film, uh, a puff of, uh, I looked this up actually, a puff of red smoke comes oh. up, uh, the witch disappears and then flames shoot out. Yeah. Don't tell me they Michael Jackson to burn her nose off. Uh, not quite. Okay. The first take went well. Okay, yep. And I believe that's the one that's used in the film. Yep. The director, though, wanted a second take. Uh, But this time, the trap door that was supposed to open and the actress would fall through malfunction, causing her broom, hat, and makeup to catch fire. Oh. Remember how I said it was copper-based? Yeah. It's copper burn. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Her face had, uh, her face and hands had badly been burnt, and medics had to use alcohol to remove the makeup. Because oh. it's still makeup on there. Oh. So you got burnt raw skin. With alcohol. Rubbing alcohol to oh. it. Apparently, that was also extremely painful. Yeah, it sounds like it would have been. Yeah. She, she spent six weeks in hospital. Again, probably prefer to be in the asbestos suit. And um, <laughs> she actually returned to the filming before she'd fully healed. Yeah, Nikki lauded it. Yeah, pretty much. Wow, almost exactly. On her return- Oh, no. She wanted to film a scene. Like She was asked to film a scene in which yep. the witch- Skyrites on her broom in the sky. Understandably, Margaret had lost faith in the special effects department. Oh, you reckon? And refused to work with fire. Yeah. Cheesy's going to love that. <laughs> Cheesy loves a yawn. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to... Uh, I don't think I'd want to be dealing with the fire team anymore. So they brought in a stunt double. Okay. Betty Danko. Oh, no. She what was tasked. to Bets? Yeah, she was tasked with sitting on the broomstick, which wasn't actually a broomstick. Okay. But a metal Shocking. but a metal pipe which was filled with fire. Like I I know it's the thirties. <laughs> Come on. During the filming, yep. it exploded. Well, of course it did. Pipe severely bomb. burning Betty's legs. Yep. She was also hospitalized for eleven days and presumably she never worked with fire again either. Yeah. So uh old mate that got burnt the first time, looking pretty smart. Margaret, now. yeah. Yeah, Margaret's looking pretty smart. <laughs> Just Terrible. How many people have been sent to hospital now? That's three people been sent to hospital. Yeah. Mm. 
How about you just sit on this pipe bomb? Right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Surely that's it, right? No, because I can see you got more pages. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I did say earlier there were some things I'd get to, and one okay. of them was the heat. Yep. This the film, Brisbane heat? Not quite. Oh. Hotter than the Brisbane heat. This film really changed the film industry yep. with its use of Technicolor. No, no it, Technicolor. It, yeah, it wasn't the first film to use it, uh, but it was. But it ended up popularizing. What was the first film? I did look that up. Mm. It was an absolute disaster of a film. Was it? Yes. I don't have it written down, but I can find it for you. Yeah. Let's have a look. Absolute disaster of a film. Get wrecked. Uh, the first film to use Technicolor was called The Toll of the Sea. Uh, it debuted on November 26, 1922 and used Process 2. 1922? Yes. Of Technicolor. That's cool. So there's two kind of uh, versions of Technicolor. Yeah. The one used on The Wizard of Oz uh, was... Process three. Okay. Uh, and it, it it works by exposing three strips of black and white film. Yeah. Uh, each recording a different color of the spectrum. Yeah. So it's like a, wait, what? Black and white film. So, well, I say black and white film. So it's like it, three strips of film. Yeah. Um, which would only record one spectrum of color. Right. So it'd be like yellow, blue, and red or whatever. Yeah. It's like RGB, I guess. Yeah. Well, technically the first RGB. Yeah. Red, green, blue. Yeah. So then when you would lay the films back together, you'd get- You'd get the full color. Full color. Whereas process two uh, only used red, green. Right. Like like capturing red, green spectrum. Okay. So that's why- So it wouldn't look exactly right. No, you only get like, yeah, you're missing out on what, blues. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. And for a movie about the ocean? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Maybe that's why it was, was a disaster. <laughs> Oh, I can't tell why this movie bombed. Maybe because the ocean was green, champ. Oh, jeez. Well, this article says the uh, a century ago, the first Technicolor film was a disaster. I look back at the gulf between. Doomed movie-making experiment that pushed the boundaries of tech. It could teach today's 3D movies a thing or two. So this is saying it was the gulf between uh, okay. in September 13, 1917. The gulf between what? I don't know. I'd say it's saying this one is because I don't think this one was actually released. Oh, uh, okay. Right. So they just filmed it and that was it. Yeah. Fair enough. So, uh, and back to Wizard of Oz. Yep. Uh, like I said, it popularized the Technicolor process because it you, it had such vivid color ranges. You know, you had like the Yellow Brick Road, the Emerald City, yeah. Ruby Red Slippers. Like You can tell it was, it was designed to be in color. Yes. Yeah. And don't forget the first, what, 20 odd minutes of the movies in black, black and, white. and white. Yeah. Well, it's actually like a sepia tone. Yeah, it's when she clicks her heels, isn't it? It changes? No, it's when she lands in Oz. She opens the door for, uh, when the house drops. Yeah. And she lands in Oz and she opens the door and steps out. Everything's in colour then. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I might, it might, I think you're thinking of the end of the film. Yeah. When she, spoiler, returns home to the black and white and then she clicks her heel. And I think it might go in the colour then. Like the where she Oh, okay. From. Yeah. Maybe. I haven't seen it for a while. I don't remember. I just remember that in my head is that she clicks her heels and everything goes red. Red. Colour. Whatever. Yeah. So to get this vivid color, vivid on the film, yeah, they had to use some bright lights. Ooh, this is going to be some heat stuff. They needed to be very, very bright. Yeah, it's going to burn something down, isn't it? Uh, it would cause the temperature of the set to frequently soar above thirty-eight degrees. Oh, soft. Well, remember you have a dude in a thirty-kilo lion suit, <laughs> a another, dude in an asbestos outfit. Yeah, another bloke covered in straw and asbestos. Yep, and someone else in a metal suit. Yep. So that's nice and warm. Heat Toasty. stress was a very real thing. Yep. 
Many of the actress and actors' costumes cause them to overheat. Yep. In particular, the witches' winky guards <laughs> and flying monkeys, as some were reported to suffer heat stroke. Heat wasn't the only problem. The lights would cause a buildup of carbon dioxide and production had oh. to be stopped occasionally to air the studio out. <laughs> oh, everyone's feeling a bit lightheaded. <laughs> Better open the doors. So the, the winky, winky guards uh, were like almost like these beef eater things, massive big grey fur. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, coats. Yep. Big beef eater type of helmet. Cool. So they would have been nice and hot. Nice and hot. There's also, uh, so that's all like the disastrous ones. Yeah. Um, there's also uh, one of the, what's the, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Processes used yep. for a horse on set, which was a red horse. Okay. It was actually a white horse that they covered in jello to make it red. <laughs> in jello? <laughs> in red jello, yeah, to cover it red. Why so. would the first thing you think of be jello? I don't know. <laughs> would you use jello? I don't know. Oh, there's so many other things I could imagine and like awful things because it's the 30s, but yeah. like Jello? It, you, it, you can watch the film and apparently you can see like the cart driver stopping the horse from trying to lick it because it was very fond of the taste. <laughs> it was just trying of to lick it itself. Was. It's like, oh, it tastes great. Yeah. One of the other, um, I got two other things. I didn't write them down, but I, I remembered them just in case. The special effects guy, like the tornado scene, they had to make a tornado. Yeah. So he spent- Oh, that wasn't a real tornado. No. I think he spent about $8,000 making a 35-foot-tall rubber plastic tornado. 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 Which ended up being far too rigid. <laughs> so he just blew $8,000, which I think in today's money is like $140,000. Yeah. That's very film studio, though. Uh, and what they ended up doing to create the effect, and you can go back and, like I said, if you, if you YouTube tornado scene, yeah, um, what they actually used is- some pantyhose blowing in a fan. <laughs> Went all through this effort to make like this massive that. tornado. Yeah. No, just, just get the pantyhose out. Just to- <laughs> and it, it, it looks really good. Yeah. It still on. looks good today. So, do, do you reckon that guy was really annoyed? Probably. He's standing there with his big giant spent, tornado. Well, it's the same dude. He just spent so much money doing that. Yeah, they're like, like mm, no thanks. Try with the pantyhose. Damn it. <laughs> one, of the, one of the other wastes of money yep. is apparently they spent $80,000 and a week of filming uh, for a deleted scene, a, a scene that got cut. Nice. Um, it was something to do- it's not the orgy scene, was it? <laughs> no, it was something to do with jitterbugs. Okay. The witch had sent these bugs after them and they had to avoid them or something like that. And there was, at the time, there was a cultural thing of a jitterbug was related to alcohol, so they decided to cut that. Oh, so okay. the film wasn't associated with alcoholism, even okay. though your 16-year-old main actress yeah. was probably drinking at the time. Uh, and there's still a line- in the movie where the witch is talking about sending insects after Dorothy and that's referring to that Yeah, right. Scene. Okay. One more little bit to finish off, boy. Toto. Yeah, the doggo. Yeah, who was played by a female Kian Terrier named Terry. Kian. Probably said that wrong. It's C-A-I-R-N. Can. Can. Can Terrier, Can Terrier. Who knows? Yeah, but what about if it can't, John? Well, maybe it can. Oh! She was actually accidentally stepped on by a winky guard. Oh, no. And broke her paw. Oh. She had to be replaced for the next four weeks. Uh, oh, oh, okay. So they, well, she re- they replaced yeah. her with another dog yeah. for four weeks and then she came back. <laughs> it's a ball mastiff or something. <laughs> so you remember that little um, factoid I asked you to remember early on? How the much? The money. The money. How much? Yep. 50 um, bucks a week for the dwarf. Right. Toto was paid $125 a week. Okay. <laughs> 
So all of the little people yeah. were paid 50 bucks a week. So two and a half little people equals one dog. One dog. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's just not okay, is and it? Yeah, the money went straight to the dog's owner apparently. But yeah, she was paid $125 a week. There's also your 1930s, 40s era pay things. I think Judy Garland was paid something like $500 a week, whereas the three main guys who were like yeah. biscuit, they were getting like $5,000 a week or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It just goes to show that times change. Yeah. So go out, rent, or find it on a streaming service. Go out and watch one of the greatest films ever. Yep. Hopefully uh, this doesn't take away from the film itself. I or, think it'll or, add to it. Well, yeah, well. Certainly going to add to it for me if I ever watch it. Oh, my God. I have totally missed out a whole thing. Have you? Why didn't I write this down? Ah, deleted scene. I totally skipped a whole thing. <laughs> anyway, I'll tell you what it is now. Okay. I'm sure I wrote it. There's a bonus scene on the Cheeky Tales DVD. I, just, I do have it written down. I skipped it. Oh, okay. We want to edit it in or we'll just go now? Let's just go now. All right. And that's it. That's all that happened on set. No, it's not. <laughs> in one scene where this is the climax. Ready, boy? This is, this yep. is going to make you laugh. Okay. In one scene where Dorothy- <laughs> You almost forgot I it. know. <laughs> it's written here. I just yeah. skipped over it. In one scene where Dorothy, Toto, and the cowardly lion fall asleep in a poppy field. Yep. They are magically awoken by gentle falling snow. Okay. Wonderful, right? Oh, no. What was the snow? What did they use instead of real snow? Uh, it's going to be some sort of corset chemical or something. Have a guess, boy. Uh, I, I can't. Asbestos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the olden days. And not the processed stuff that some people might find in the houses Just today. raw asbestos raining Crystallite down. asbestos fibre. <laughs> raw white asbestos. <laughs> Broken down into small, easily breathable oh, dust to look like snow. I'm surprised that you didn't say, well, it was crushed up cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't actually that uncommon between the 1930s and the 50s. Of course it wasn't. They used asbestos for everything. To use asbestos as fake snow. It was probably on tables alongside salt and pepper. Not only in films, they used it in department stores. Nice. As fake snow. Nice. How are we alive? Like, how how is any culture that we're part of alive? We did stuff like this all the time. All the time. She's like, yeah, just asbestos snow. Make that suit out of asbestos. This car's made of asbestos. The witch's broom was also made from asbestos. Of course it was. <laughs> what, is there anything on that set that wasn't asbestos? I don't think so. <laughs> One of the things I did from like my TAFE course when studying asbestos is, is a little story that I know of. Yeah. Is back in the Roman times. Oh, no. Yeah. They knew asbestos was bad. Yeah, that's the other thing, right? People knew asbestos was bad for ages. And then in the early 1900s, they're like, let's just make everything out of asbestos. So the way they get it, it's actually a rock. Yeah. And they kind of bust the rock apart and there's fibers in between. Yeah. And they use that to weave. So um, back then they would weave tablecloths out of the asbestos fibers. Yeah. And as their party trick, when they'd have foreign dignitaries over, they'd finish off all their meals and they'd go, check out this for a party trick. <laughs> Light all the scraps on fire. Everything burns and yeah. leaves the tablecloth and everything perfectly fine. Because yeah. asbestos is very fire resistant. Honestly, it is a, it is a very good building material. Apart from the fact that it, it will, kills you, it'll kill you. Yeah, yeah. So, my house as a kid was asbestos. It's it's perfectly fine and safe until it, it breaks in sheet form. 
Yeah. Until you, yeah, you decide to drill into it or anything like that. So yeah, Meslothamelia for everyone. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so that's it. Go out, rent, buy. <laughs> Watch the one of the greatest films of all time. Watch The Wonderful Wizard of Asbestos. And so when you're watching that scene where they're in the poppy field and all that yeah. snow's coming down, just remember that is- That is raw asbestos. Asbestos. <laughs> raw asbestos, right to the lungs. So like I said, hopefully it doesn't tarnish anyone's thoughts on what it is a great film. You would think with all that asbestos around, it'd be very hard for someone to catch fire on set, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it happened not. twice. <laughs> That was good, boy. Yeah, that's just, I, I, I've been wanting to do that one for a while because much like one of my favourite episodes that we've done, the Olympics, it just keeps getting just worse. keeps getting dumber. And worse. But they didn't know much better in the 1930s, did they? <laughs> I guess not. At least mine, at least the uh, the Olympics didn't have any asbestos. No, but they were giving someone rat poison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff, boy. Good app. Oh, thanks, boy. Well, um, yeah. That's it. You want to do your wrap up? Yeah, I guess I should, shouldn't I? Well, if you'd like to, give us a follow on. You totally forgot what the wrap yeah. up is. Like, didn't you? <laughs> it's just the COVID brain. It's not really. Um, yeah, so give us a follow on social media Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. At Cheeky Tales Pod is the tag on all three of those. We'll definitely have some photos from. Yeah, we post some supplemental content there each episode. Just Copy, give you a- copyright pending if we can use the photos, but we might chuck in a photo of the snowy poppy field. Yep, I think we're going to be doing that. Um, yeah, we post supplemental content there each episode just so that you get an eye on on what we're talking about. Usually it's helpful to see what we're talking about. Um, and yeah, you can jump on, join the conversation. You can have a chat about our episodes with other people that are watching. Like I said, watching, this, listening. This, this episode come from feedback on the uh, Halloween episode. So yeah. Give us some feedback. It might lead to a new cheeky tale. Yeah. Our mate from the UK, Reese, uh, Amelia Earhart is going to happen. Um, just maybe not yet. Maybe next week, now that I've said that. <laughs> Keep an eye on it. Um, Two weeks. Yep. But uh, Are we doing an episode next week, are we? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will be back in a fortnight's time. We look forward to speaking to you again. Bye. Bye.